0: saw a meme on social media today and if i can find it i'll put it up on the screen for the youtube video and it's the spongebob meme with uh every like it's the spongebob meme where squidward is looking out the window and spongebob and patrick are playing outside and it was someone saying like It was an it was a Lance account where it was like all the other fans with their favorite drivers participating in testing, and they were Squidward
1: like staring out and watching all the fun. Poor Lance, yeah. um, Speculating a broken arm or something that can happen with a biking incident, but unfortunately, we will not be seeing Lance at preseason testing. Brianna's coping relatively well.
0: joke that we have like a podium of our top three drivers that we support and Lance is my p3 like I really like Lance and I'm so disappointed that I don't get to see him in testing not that like it matters but more it matters where I rationally now know he's so on the back foot because he's gonna miss like at least a 100 laps and it was already going to be a challenge to compete with Fernando and I'm just I don't get any like race suit pics of my one of my favorite drivers this weekend. That's upsetting.
1: Yeah, it's a big bummer, and I mean, hopefully he's fine for Bahrain. It's like oh. very, very scary because we don't have a lot of details of like what actually happened. Just a lot of other drivers commenting, strong arm emojis <laughs> to recover soon, and oh, that man. it was a biking I incident is what we got. Yeah, you know, showing support with the arm. <laughs> uh, we're so strong. <laughs> yeah,
0: because like can't
1: get too close to showing affection. Right.
0: But we can say get stronger. <laughs> Which I do think is funny because the only thing we know is that it's an arm injury. And so all of these men are commenting like their stereotypical, like strong arm emoji. And I'm like, I don't think you're meaning to be this on the nose with yeah. what's going
1: on. No, they're not. That's how that that's that's their equivalent of like sending love, sending gains. Like it's <laughs>
0: And I understand if this was any other driver, like right now, I would be spiraling like, oh my God, okay, they're on the back foot and then they might lose their seat. And I understand that that what comes with being a Lance fan is that there's zero worry about him losing his seat unless he wants to stop driving. So I'm not actually worried, but just as someone who both likes to see Lance succeed and see Fernando fail, I'm sad. This doesn't seem like a good setup for me i'm not encouraged
1: Uh, maybe we'll see felipe come in really just wow us
0: that would be exciting the only positive to come of this is i do think it's exciting that the reigning f2 champ is going to get track time but the whole thing just feels like
1: yeah That's exactly the sound that played in my head when I saw the dramatic Aston Martin quote on Lance's social media of, you know, definitely provided from Aston Martin about (laughs) what was going on, but it was just like, Mm -hmm. Aston Martin looking great and still looking to be a strong start to the season. Just kidding. Kidding. (laughs) Last year, said missed the start of the season too. So,
0: which is, I don't know what's in the water with Aston Martin, but it's not good.
1: Nope, it is not. It is a very special week here. Yeah, we have two episodes this week. This is our preseason episode, which will be very unique and fun. But before we dive into that, we will be having an extra special bonus episode this weekend because Drive Drive to to Survive season five comes out this Friday. We are making a very bold decision to watch 10 hours of television straight. We will be recording. (laughs) (laughs) We will be recording our live reaction at the end of every episode. So Brown and I will hop on, discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about what we just watched. Then we will move on to the next episode and we will be able to compile all of that for you in one magical DTS bonus episode. So it will be spoiler-heavy. That's not going to be a spoiler-free environment because we will have a lot of thoughts and feelings that need full details. So we'll be giving time codes and markers. so You can see in our description, maybe you watch an episode and you're like, we need to hear more about this, or what is everyone talking about? Or when you get to the Daniel Ricardo episode and you need to see how hard Nicole cried, you can definitely jump on and click to see that. <laughs> we, again, are watching 10 hours of television, so right now our plan is to have this episode up Saturday evening Pacific time. 10 hours of television is a lot and we are human. It may be up Sunday. Check it out this weekend. Have auto downloads on. Turn notifications on. That's a great way to find out when it's posted, but it will be up this weekend. Um, and we also have preseason testing. So there'll be a lot of uh, content on our socials this week. But that leads us directly into our preseason episode. Brianna, would you like to talk about the fun that we're having today?
0: Yes. So. Normally, we end our show with the Yellow Sector Notes, which is essentially our grid walk through the paddock, making sure we hit every team. But because today is our very special 2023 season preview episode, the entire episode is basically Yellow Sector Notes, and it's our grid walk, you know. The name, ha ha ha. Get it? she okay. said the thing. Uh huh. It's our grid walk through the paddock. We're gonna go through every team in an order we determined just arbitrarily, admittedly. Uh, and we're gonna talk about what goals we think the teams are setting for themselves and in order to determine was this season a success. And then we're gonna talk about the goals we personally have for the teams. What would make you know, uh, the Haas season successful in our eyes, which we will spoil is definitely different than probably what will make the Haas team successful in Haas's eyes. So we're starting with Mercedes, to shock of no one, because our favorite team with our favorite driver. um,
1: Yes. Just already preparing ourselves for our hope alarm. Just needed to go out (laughs) quick.
0: So I know that Mercedes just wants... To be fighting back at the ah! to get. <laughs> yes, Parker agrees. Yes! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, as much as I want that to be true, I understand that we are in year two of a regulation set. If Red Bull doesn't win this year, shocking. I just need Lewis to win a race, Nicole. I just really need Lewis to win a race.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, I think it's. Feels weird to say that's what we'll settle for because the W 14 is black. <laughs> so it's fast. But God, I just I'd love I wanna see Lewis win again, please. It feels like we're watching not Formula One because he didn't win a race. So I'll feel that we're already succeeding if that man is P1, top of a podium, all is right in the world again.
0: I just, I need a positive step. I need it to be slightly less depressing this season. It felt like every single time he had an opportunity to win a race, something chaotic happened. And, yeah. Yeah. I really, of all the 20 drivers on the grid, like, no one gets my blood boiling last season more than K-Mag did for the most part because he just loved to turn right into Lewis Hamilton. Every time they lined up on the grid, I'm like, you're just gonna turn left. And it's really, like, it's not good for Haas, and it's really not good for Lewis. Like, I just, I have some PTSD. I need I need a car that's better in qualifying. Like, my, like, realistic, like, how is Lewis gonna win a race? Like, the W14 needs to just qualify slightly better so he's not sitting at P8 next to Kevin Magnussen.
1: Right, and I think if we could also solve <laughs> the porpoising problem, which we're still unsure at the moment what is happening, because there's a lot of speculation with every shakedown, mm-hmm. everything, and we don't. We could talk about that forever. But I feel like, you know, if we can get a grasp, we, as in we, I'm part of Mercedes Yeah, we're totally now, involved. Identify yeah. as part of the team. Uh-huh. If we uh-huh. can get a grip on that, I will feel a lot better about everything but um i don't want any more bouncing it also again the w14 is like floating above the ground like that car has shadow every single spot that there can be shadow on the ground like it is so more of like we are not on the floor then <laughs> i it's it's such a striking difference than last year
0: yeah i mean the porpoising storyline is a little tired. Because every car on the grid was porpoising. Mercedes wasn't slow because they were porpoising. <laughs> like, Ferrari he was winning races bouncing up and down crazier than the Mercedes was. So, I just... There's a couple of Mercedes storylines going into this season that I'm preemptively tired about the incorrect storyline that george russell was faster than lewis last year coming from someone who psychotically ran the data every week it just wasn't the case
1: the you know run the numbers and you'll see george okay. wasn't doing incredibly <laughs> better than lewis the whole season no. actually normal, come... lewis
0: really averaged after all the like lewis handling all the like crazy tests they were doing lewis's race pace was normally at least a minimum a tenth above george's but you know follow us at gridwalk show i'll be sharing my numbers with you this season because i'm a crazy person who sits there and watches the race with like six windows and like writing notes down um and then i I send nicole six minute voice notes talking about race pace Mm
1: -hmm. full Uh, spreadsheets there's a whole lot of data it's really incredible can't wait for everyone to see
0: <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna
1: show the spreadsheets fair that's yeah join our patreon just kidding we don't have a patreon <laughs> but eventually maybe one, maybe one day one day
0: <laughs> if someone actually wants to see my crazy spreadsheets of how i calculate race pace I'm like sure cool uh just let me know um, but so i'm already tired of that storyline i'm tired of the people. Still thinking Lewis is going to retire storyline, and I'm tired of hearing about porpoising. If the the W14 is slow, we have bigger issues than whether or not it's bouncing up and down.
1: Yeah, because if that giant genius team of engineers and every tech person that Mercedes of all people have, if they did not learn from the W13, then I have lost all hope. There is no hope alarm because the hope is gone.
0: No, so then it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Okay, so I said those were some storylines I'm complaining about, but I do think... like it's interesting that the expectations we have for that team are so high that they were comfortably the third fastest team and we talk about them like they were like a tractor on track. And it's just like the context of it is really funny because i i just had a moment of self-realization that we were just like oh my god the car has to be fast it was so slow last year and i like at what some point in this gridwalk we're gonna be talking about like the williams and we're gonna be like oh like we they're gonna just improve and like
1: right it's... they're like they just need to do i don't want to spoil it they just need to do xyz and then no. you know Mercedes were just like if you're not flying then you should just quit Don't quit. Stay forever. We we love you so much. I believe in you. I have so much hope. I don't believe any of this, but I.
0: So that is really
1: funny context. I didn't think about it that way.
0: (laughs) Well, that's why Formula One's so fun because like every team on the grid has a storyline worth following, even though like a lot of people are like, I don't get it. Like you know who's gonna win every week, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not always what's so fun about F1. It's like. Okay, but is that team get up score points is also fun. Is, am I going to get angry at the Mercedes team <laughs> this week because they didn't support Lewis the way I think they should? Like, these are all reasons to tune in on a Sunday. <laughs> so do you think Mercedes is going to sandbag this week? This is my...
1: Yes. I, my hot take right now, I think they've been sandbagging this whole time. I think they're PR sandbagging. I think all of it is just like a... And I think that's just me trying to also be hopeful and naive and in denial about any possibility of the W14 not like flying at the speed of light that I just want to be like anytime I'm seeing the like one second edited clip of, you know, Lewis hitting a bump or Toto saying all of these things about, oh, we have, you know, this upgrade already and that, whatever, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, uh uh-huh. Sure. uh Uh-huh. I, right, right, yeah, yeah, sure, no, I know what you guys are doing, you guys are dumb, and neither am I, so I don't believe you. (laughs) I, I
0: I do believe that it is so hard to catch up when you're on a back foot in a regulation set, you have to uh, upgrade at a faster rate than your competitors, so I'm not irrationally thinking, oh, they're gonna be fighting with Red Bull right from the start, or anything like that, but... I agree, I think, I think they're really, I, actually I think they learned from last year. They came in last year really bullish and I think they just understand from a PR standpoint that that's not a good idea. And I, I just get so nervous because the only car we haven't seen on, like actually seen a shakedown from is Red Bull. Somehow they've evaded the sneaky photos.
1: Blurry blob, it's unbelievable. I can't, it makes no sense to me. I have no under, I have no idea how we have not seen, a single thing, so we really don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of context. We don't have that like comparison to, and of course, like yeah, we need to see Ferrari, but like no, I want to see what the RB nineteen is doing. I need to see what that thing looks like. I I I don't know. I just have like
0: anxiety agita works.
1: of like yeah. it's it's looming. I can like close my eyes and I just see that blurry photo of the RB nineteen, and I'm just like, why well, can't like what are you holding? What are your secrets? <laughs> It's like dun-da, 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 dun, dun, dun. the RV IT. <laughs> Perfect time to transition into our discussion of the current champions. This is where everything's about to get real interesting, everybody, because this has a, a, a personal stake. Um Red Bull. Red Bull is a interesting place to be this year.
0: I mean they're their goals like what would be a successful 2023 for red bull to them is when the constructors win the drivers again and i think more specifically yeah yeah both and i think more specifically max wins the drivers like i don't think they want anyone else to nor would they i feel like that
1: goes without saying but i guess it's important to say to lead into the drama of i mean i think another storyline that the media will play with for a while is like Last season, tension, Max and Checo, and is it okay? Is everything happy in the Red Bull world? Blah, 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 blah. So I think we'll get which, a lot of that.
0: Yeah, Which leads into my personal goal for Red Bull for the season, which is, you know, maybe we could go a season without Red Bull cheating, or, or maybe creating a giant PR nightmare, or a racism scandal. Like, I just... I think that if red bull could have a relatively quiet season in the press like if the worst thing that happens in red bull is max and Checo fighting that would be such a win for red bull this season because i'm
1: really tired i'm tired of it i would love no racist incidents right and you know what if like you're so focused on that that maybe you bust the cost cap again oh no i just you said as a mercedes fan but exactly maybe they changed caterers so uh, like
0: yeah. i don't want to perpetuate that incorrect rumor that's not how budgets work
1: uh, it doesn't it didn't make any sense but no.
0: it, it you know what it happened though it made me really worried for everyone's financial situation if they thought that that's how budgets work but i just if this team that isn't supposed, like doesn't have to be the least likable team on the grid could somehow manage to go an entire season without cheating that would be cool. I would just somehow maybe this is my challenge to you Red Bull. I look, you're going to be fast. The cost cap punishment isn't actually going to punish you. We understand it. Go win the championship and could you just, just do quietly and not controversially for once? Like shh. This <laughs> <It's> kind of
1: shh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking about saying something, maybe just don't or yeah i don't know (laughs) because there's pieces of me that want to like everything about red bull and i just do not support most of their association
0: (laughs) so we have to play my favorite game now because we haven't updated in a while so Nicole, huge Daniel Ricciardo fan. This game makes me huge. Huge Daniel Ricciardo fan. Huge Lewis Hamilton fan. So, obviously, not a Red Bull fan. If you couldn't figure it out from the last three minutes of content you listened to, so we're playing this fun game of Nicole loves merchandise, on a scale from zero, being absolutely no way, to ten, it shipped on its way to me. If Daniel Ricardo Red Bull merch was available to purchase right now, because it's not, because they're lame and don't want money for some reason, where are you from zero to ten right now on your buying Daniel Ricardo Red Bull merch specifically right now?
1: So first disclaimer, I think I need to point out, when we were at Coda, and I th- it, was, it was Sunday, it was post-race, and we were back at the hotel, and there started, it was the first rumor drop of... Daniel Ricciardo, reserve driver for Red Bull. I like collapsed. I could not process that. I was like, no, no, he's joining the dark side. And this was before I watched Star Wars. I was already just like, no, I can't, I can't. Especially that was also when Toto was spotted in Danny Rick merch and I was like, what is happening? What is going on? I couldn't, yeah.
0: Nicole is this dramatic in real life no this is (laughs) she's not exaggerating i watched her collapse to the ground like she was in a stage production and and yes to all of you screaming out there nicole is well aware that daniel has been a red bull driver for most of his career she just didn't become a fan of him until after he was a red bull driver because dark side then he left the dark side so Mm -hmm. just just some added context, but yes, Nicole is not exaggerating. She is this dramatic. So yeah,
1: I yeah. And at um, that
0: moment, it was a zero. She was talking to me about how maybe, like, if that happened, she wouldn't actually be his fan, like a fan of his ever again. <laughs> and we've kind of walked that back a little bit because she she really likes the Australian man. I um, love
1: him, and I just also love good PR and good marketing. So it's a real sickening. So basically, go back to the question first. Yes. It depends on the item like no, I will no, never
0: no. I, I just Red what? Bull Daniel Ricardo merch like so right now I, I'll, I'll give you some context right now what they've released for Sergio and Max are team kits so we're just talking team kits Red right. Bull team kits right I'm no flat brim hats or something so. well
1: that's what I'm saying I I I will never purchase a Red Bull flat brim hat if I ever do <laughs> that's a cry for help I am never buying a flat brim rebel hat i'm also <laughs> never buying a red bull team kits polo but that's also i'm not buying teams polos things will get sticky if there's a there is the a daniel ricardo release of the long sleeves and there's the it gives you wings on the sleeves mm-hmm. then that, which is what
0: i'm talking about let's pretend that yeah. that's already been released zero no way i'm buying that they are the, the enemy to 10 it's already shipped on on its way to me. Where are you right now?
1: Like a five.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Okay, the last so Nicole and I talk about this off-pod all the time. And the last time we chatted about this, it was at like a one. So, hmm, okay, we need a, well, it's okay. Because our since our goal for Red Bull is zero scandals this year and maybe don't cheat, like, I give it till race two. They're going to do something and you're going to be like, ah, crap, never mind. right,
1: right. Right. Part of the preparation for this was we needed to consider who we were rooting for in the mm-hmm. in the team battles, in the driver battle. And I had to make <gasps> the decision of I'm technically rooting for Max. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, I'm technically rooting for Max. Yay! I know I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I don't think that they're gonna I know Red Bull has the reputation. It's not the first time they would have replaced a driver mid-season, blah, 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 blah. I, I do not believe that Red Bull is going to be cutting you off, cutting cut you off gonna...
0: no more, no more. I don't want to hear about Max anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> Can I talk about <laughs> Chaco? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm teasing yes. you. A hundred percent. I understand why you feel that way. You want one of your favorite drivers to have a seat again. It's totally fine, but you still get a boo. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I am, I am. And again, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they'll continue to use Daniel as like a marketing machine because look, I can't let myself, I've already come to terms with this man not having a seat this year. And that is where I, I I'm okay. I cannot, I cannot have a hope of that he will be driving. And then i have to process he will be number two to max and he will just do whatever they say and that's another thing that i'll have to cope with if it ever gets there but i don't think it will no i so, think, yeah to our
0: point our goal for red bull this year being like don't create a scandal don't create a pr nightmare this team is like itching for a mid-season driver swap like i feel like they just like you know are like on withdraws so i understand why everyone is like all up in arms about this which leads us to their sister team, Alphatari, interestingly, because everyone's talking about Daniel Ricciardo, but if Yuki or Nick has a huge season in some way in that Alphatari, it is just as likely that they get pulled up if for some reason Red Bull decides no more Sergio Perez and it's to messing with the golden boy. <laughs>
1: Wow, I haven't even considered the idea of them replacing Checo not with Daniel, because that Uh in my brain is so unheard of. God, could you imagine the fury I would go on if they replaced Checo with Yuki and not Ricardo? I would be the most—you couldn't have a conversation with me. I'd be livid. Um, No, that
0: would be a rough pod, because I would just be sitting there like, you but the data—because, like, so we've only done preseason podcasts, so— we haven't done an in-season Brianna podcast where I just, like, I love F1 because I like just doing mental math on a Sunday and, like, looking at laugh times, like, that's my, like, like, there's so many reasons and ways to be interested in F1. I find them all fascinating, but, like, if someone was, like, what is your one reason, I would answer with math. I love math.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's literally, we were sitting at CODA. And as Lewis is in the lead, you're like looking at numbers and you're like, it's not going to happen. Like you lit, like we could just be like, he's not going to win because like, he's losing seconds. This is, look at what Max is doing. And I'm, we're sitting here live. There's no spreadsheets. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Thank, yep. yep, yep. <laughs> It was great preparation. And I appreciate it now looking back because I was prepared for him not to win, even though I'm just like, he's P P1 and it's happening. And it's knew It wasn't going to happen. It was still really fun. <laughs> was very fun. Yeah. AlphaTauri.
0: So, AlphaTauri. I think... Well, their goal for themselves, they come out every year and say the goal of the team is to finish top five in the constructors. <clears throat> so they're one of the teams that are like very clearly outlined and real... I don't know... It hasn't come out how many parts they bought from Red Bull this year. So normally in the second year of a regulation set, AlphaTauri and Haas make a jump because of how closely partnered with Ferrari and Red Bull they are. They buy a bunch of parts, they get better. I don't know how much either of those teams have purchased this year so top five total could happen like they could make a big jump but my personal goal for alfatari this year and i wonder if you are on board with this as well is can you just figure out your future like sister teams are dumb we shouldn't have two red bull teams on the grid Is like are they gonna sell the team i'm they consistently are saying red bull that is the day in this that they're not trying to sell off atari and i believe that they're not actively trying to sell it but i also believe that where there's smoke there's fire and there's so many teams trying to buy AlphaTari right now it seems that it's gonna bid up to a price where red bull agrees to let them go so that's my my goal is like i don't want to hear this rumor mill anymore like someone buy the team already <laughs> that's my thoughts what are you
1: um as soon as they changed their name from toro rosso i was like why are you here because that again, like it's, you know, not a fashion brand, whatever. Yeah. Sister teams. I don't understand it. I don't think we need two of them. I think we are in a place where over the next few years, we are going to see a lot of people trying to get into the space. We're seeing it with partnerships, we're seeing it with Ford being so loud right now. And they're not even in like on the grid in a sense in you know, whatever partnership financial way. I don't think that's slowing down. We had the deadline last week with the FIA's current process about new teams interested, submitting applications, things like that. I think especially as the season goes, and depending on how Alfatari is performing, I feel like there'll probably be more public claims of interest and Alfatari continuously or Rebel coming out saying like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we just weren't too jazzed about that offer. And we're like, who? You're for <laughs> sale? Right, like it's it, it's it'll be until, you know, andretti walks in and says here's a zillion dollars and they're like that sounds great and there you go yeah money talks it's the price tag um but yeah I'm ready I think it'd be I don't think they're necessarily adding much pizzazz to the grid so I think it's a really great place for there to be some spice
0: I stand by this and it's not just I mean AlphaTari being a sister team like exactly a sister team is worse in my opinion than Haas is relationship with Ferrari because it's yeah. at least not owned by the same people but like my goal for the grid is like no sad teams for 2026 and 2026
1: when team... I was like there's no way that's happening this year
0: oh no no no! that's my 2026 goal yeah no my goal for AlfaTari is to figure out something for 2026 please but um yeah because it is knowing that there's theoretically only nine teams on the grid who even care about winning a championship is sad when there's only 10 teams. Like Alphatari is never, they are the junior team, even though they like to call them a sister team, but they're the junior team, which means that they are designed not to win. They're designed to just be helpful to Red Bull. And like we don't need less people competing for a championship. That's boring. So my favorite team to talk about in a preseason setting are the boys in red at Ferrari.
1: Ferrari.
0: Because if we're talking about like what goals are they setting for themselves, every offseason it's the same goal and it's win both championships but more specifically win the constructors because that's really all they care about. Yeah. And my goal for them is to just embarrass themselves less. Like, I think... I think if every weekend we're not talking about them messing up maybe half the weekends that would be a successful season for them
1: would love that yeah figure out what you're doing with your tires sort out power units but it is very interesting i think with a lot of teams or i guess particularly if you want to look at red bull it's it always feels like it's a joint conversation of like winning the constructors and max winning the drivers championship ferrari is such the vibe it's like no ferrari will win and like they i don't think it necessarily matters to them who wins the drivers maybe that's like a strong statement but like ferrari winning the constructors is their priority and do i think that will happen this year No. So I agree. My goal with them, it'll be successful if they stay within the top three. But that would also require.
0: I think that's a hundred percent. Like they're
1: not. I was going to say that would require Alpine or Aston Martin or another team to like really figure out what they're doing. But you know what? If you guys stay in the tops, which like, I think they will. So just don't embarrass yourself and (laughs) maybe be competitive. Some weekends, Carlos stay out of the gravel Charles, I I don't know what to say to you, but just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Push, push, push.
0: I think that the real thing is don't make anyone a scapegoat for 2023, like actually take responsibility, which we know is not going to happen. But no,
1: they're going to scapegoat for sure.
0: Right. And fix your tire modeling software. Because if we're going to get real nerdy here for a second, their tire modeling software had to have been messed up. This is my assessment for last year. The decisions they were making, not even just their in the moment, like a lot of people focused on them making bad decisions in the moment, like not deciding to pit at the right time. And like, I think some of that comes down to circumstance and just, you can get unlucky and sometimes make the wrong decisions. It's more the times where they just put their drivers on tires that no one else is using because they're bad, and that comes down to the prep you do going into the session, and that comes down to your tire modeling softwares for the weekend. So if I'm really gonna be nerdy and specific, can you check on that software, Ferrari, And uh, please? Your
1: service has been temporarily disconnected. <laughs> That's where i are gonna cut off your tire talk. It's enough, it's true. It's very, very yeah. true. Again, they just need a better plan. And if I have to see one more race of Charles being on one set of tires and every other group is on another set of tires or like them, you know, pitting at completely times that see arbitrary or wrong, or just, you know, plan F. Here we go.
0: Yeah. They need a new plan naming system because every team has plans, but theirs just became such a meme. Do they have to,
1: yeah, it just can't be as noticeably shifting.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I pointed this out last season, but Mercedes also has multiple plans, but how they communicate it on the radio is they would be like, Lewis, we're going with, you know, our plan plus 10 or our plan minus five. So basically they have a planned set of laps for that stint and they're communicating to Lewis, hey, we're going to need you to do more or less than that based on what we're seeing, uh, which just is more confusing to a viewer. Therefore, it is less memeable is really what it is so ferrari is saying the same things except they're saying plan a plan b but plan a is probably like 50 plus you know 15 plus 5 and plan b is 15 plus 10 and so it's it's all communicating the same information in the end if i'm also going to get granular about ways to improve like make decisions without running it by your drivers like There's a way to communicate on the radio, and and look, I'm not a race car driver, but when someone asks you a question that you need to make in a short amount of time with limited information, presenting it to them like, we think we should go to the grocery store right now, are you okay with that? is really different than, should we go to the grocery store? Should we go to the convenience store? We could eat at a restaurant. One of those requires a lot of thought to decide what you wanna do. The other one is a, you know what, that sounds like a great idea, confirm. (laughs) And when you are driving a race car at a really fast speed and making instantaneous decisions, it's much easier to not have to decide what store you wanna go to, but to just confirm that you like the store you're going to.
1: And with their, like, big, uh, the, the most recent, or one of the recent interviews with, like, their new tea pr- principal and friends, like, we just got to really work on communication. I'm just imagining, like, the entire Ferrari garage is just, like, an Italian family, like, all yelling at each other in the kitchen. And it's just, like, no one can make a decision because, like, everyone is wanting to, be, like, put their input in. Like, that's completely what I imagine, like, a, a strong, loving, very loud, very excited... Because it's a circus. It's an, it's, it is an unbelievable amount of chaos. But when his answer is just like, we're going to improve communication, I'm just like, what? So like, you're not just going to all like be yelling at each other in Italian. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> inevitable that if the season doesn't work out how they want, they're going to pick a scapegoat. I just want
0: ferrari to set more realistic expectations so if we're sitting here talking about like what's our goal versus what their goal is i think this is the team with the biggest gap there where it's clear that their goal is to win the constructors and our goal for them is to like get slightly better (laughs) i wish their goal for themselves was get slightly better
1: yeah i don't i don't want another year of like sad carlos sitting on the hill or charles getting like a yell 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 like it just is too dramatic it's so ferrari and i love you ferrari you can't just win because you're ferrari you can be good because you're ferrari but like act like you're ferrari and create a team and a strategy that wins and not just
0: we're red and we've been Ferrari has always been this, except for the brief time where Ferrari was Michael Schumacher and he decided to make Ferrari not Ferrari, and then Ferrari went back to being Ferrari, which is the preseason, we talk about how their engine's the craziest thing in the world, and they brought 10 seconds of upgrades, and everything's gonna be great, and they're gonna win it all, and I can't wait for them to win at Bahrain, and for all of us to overreact, and then it just go back to being normal. (laughs) Because what is an F1 season without Ferrari showing a little promise at the beginning? And all of us overreacting to it so McLaren we've entered the true midfield in our grid walk here I think McLaren's goal for themselves is fourth place in the constructors and contrary to I think their general PR right now about how slow their car is, I think they're feeling pretty confident about it because they like their driver lineup this year they're going in but I think my goal for McLaren, that Alpine looks good, is maybe be able to bring a couple upgrades that look a little less hopeless this year and don't have brake problems for 90% of the season. Is really, I'm like, did you fix your brakes? Because a whole season of that was hard.
1: Um, and this is uh, Nicole stepping on her emotional soapbox. And hey, maybe like don't screw up with another Australian driver. And again, this is coming from a complete Daniel Ricciardo perspective, and I, no one, don't put in the comments how Daniel performed, because trust me, I know. You don't need to do all that. But I feel like- Nicole gets six
0: minute voice notes from me that breaks down Daniel Ricciardo's race pace after every weekend last year. She knows.
1: I'm aware. I don't love him because he's a good driver. Okay? (laughs) But I currently am enjoying Oscar's presence. I really hope it's a happy, wonderful relationship, and it doesn't feel as last year that it was like Lando's the golden boy, and then we have this slow old man. Like, I just want it to be a happy, healthy, like, utilize, like, be good at PR, use your drivers the right way, um, and hopefully it could be less of a scandal to your relationship with your drivers this year. Um, I think they're going to be super slow, but again, I think I'm coming from an emotional place. yeah, I hope it's a tractor. I hope Zach Brown cries. But that's, again, coming from not a technical, logical place.
0: And that's okay. I think, I think there's actually a lot of fans who are really emotional, whether or not they're Daniel Ricciardo fans. I think a lot of people were very emotional about everything that went on last year. Uh, and there's a general consensus, it feels, that everyone wanted Piastri on the grid, but not not in such a dramatic fashion and I do feel bad for him because his job was to get on the grid and there's only 20 spots and so I don't I think he was put in an impossible position so I am rooting really hard for Piastri because I I just want like it would be really sad to watch like what is he 22
1: something maybe
0: like that. yeah he's so young he's finally achieved his dream and I just don't want it to be a disaster because he's coming in on the back foot from a PR standpoint. And that does matter.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was technically coming in with two seats. So really, he had, <laughs> he, he was a driver seats. with the best position Come this past August was you know, Alpine and McLaren. <laughs> I can't wait to see that in Drive to Survive. But yeah, it is a very unique position that he's in. There's a lot of, I think a, a lot of people probably didn't enjoy watching that PR nightmare as much as we did and how it was was handled. Oh my God. Talk about silly. It was just crazy. (laughs) All of that was, I could not keep up, but it'll be, hopefully, I don't know. Give us more Oscar. Give us Oscar making pastries. Lean into the joke.
0: I did see that McLaren put out some PR photos of both their drivers, like cooking for pancake day yesterday Uh, and so I think they're gonna lean into it and then Piastri posted a photo of his helmet that was altered to say pastry instead of Piastri which I thought was really funny and I just I appreciate anyone who can lean into a meme about themselves so I don't know I'm really I'm really rooting for him because I just I think that's such a hard way to start off a career and People who understand driving say that he's one of the most promising young drivers since, like, Lewis, which is really high praise. And I don't know if he can live up to that, but I also think another goal for this season for McLaren should be uh, don't ruin their relationship with their star driver. Like, I, I get that Lando right now seems totally okay not winning races, but I really don't think he's totally okay not winning races. And... I just, they they need to nurture that relationship if they want
1: to keep him. <laughs> but unfortunately, they have a tractor. I- so now it's time to talk about the besties on the grid. Ha, <laughs> really? No, they're definitely not. Alpine. We got yeah. our French boys this year. Double French driver lineup. I think it definitely, for Alpine, if they can stay in P4 this year for constructors, they'll be uh, really, really happy about that. I um, love
0: teams that like just come out and say, this is our goal for this year. And Alpine, on the stage of their launch, said, our goal is to stay in P4 and get yeah. slightly closer to P3. And I'm like, woo, setting expectations.
1: Realistic, honest, transparent. This is what we want. This is what we believe we can do right now. Uh Cause then if they, for some, God, could you imagine a world where they are higher than P4 only me, apparently. And my fear of Ferrari just being Ferrari. But I think, yeah, they just are honest and true. And I support them for that. Um, And I think you and I both agree that if SD bestie and Pierre do not Kill each other throughout the season, then it's a great one. But if they're able to, you know, not kill each other and also have less DNFs and a more reliable car, I'm seeing wins all around.
0: Uh, oh, I, I totally meaning meaning like yes, I totally not misunderstood what you said. Race
1: wins, yes. Sorry, but no, like metaphorical season. <laughs> Wins, we're p4 and our drivers are alive like it's like our drivers are not you know being killing each other yeah they're not crashing into each other because they got into a fight in the paddock about lunch i don't know if you're
0: watching on youtube you probably could just see my face be like what are you talking about nicole the goal isn't like <laughs> i just my face, I, but no what you said made complete sense my brain didn't process it correctly but yeah a hundred percent agree, I think. But so I'm of two minds with this. Half of me is like, oh yeah, the goal is if their drivers don't implode and completely kill each other, then that's a successful season. But then my other side of my brain is like, maybe it's a successful season if they're entertaining, and they do. (laughs) Like, because I think that's more likely. And... I, I just when they they're gonna get asked that question a lot and if pierre is already annoyed getting asked the question like his first quotes make it seem like this is not but like you're gonna get asked that every day of every race week it's so. gonna
1: happen that like someone's gonna ask him at a race where sd like outperforms him in some capacity oh. whether it's in qualifying whether it's in the race itself and i don't think that boy's gonna be able to um Properly handle a response that isn't slightly scandalous or revealing too much about what the real relationship is.
0: And revealing our bias in this is we both are big Esteban fans. We're like in this teammate battle, we're Team Esti Bestie.
1: Esti Bestie's my number three driver of my podiums, so he's my Lance.
0: Yeah, and I think Esteban has made it clear through this off season that he can be the company man and he can play the game of let's pretend we're best friends by posting Pierre on his Instagram and doing all the things and like, shout out to him for playing the game. Mm-hmm. And Esteban also had to be teammates with Fernando for the last X amount of years. So he understands how to answer in the press Like, oh, Fernando did this better than you. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, he has a lot of practice being in a competitive teammate relationship. And the only time we've ever seen Pierre have to deal with this was the half a season that he was teammates with Max. And that was a long time ago now. And I'm not trying to say Estee Besti is Max. (sighs) But Pierre needs to prove to me, and he hasn't yet, that he can play the media game and keep this relationship um, simmering instead of at a full rolling rolling boil, (laughs) because I part so much of this, I fully believe that they're probably older and more mature and can totally, like, whatever happened with them and their families back when they were carding, like, it's probably not a big deal anymore. But, it's gonna be poked.
1: but like everyone throwing it in their face i could see it becoming a bigger deal and pierre's coming from like this unbelievably unique spot in the grid of circling back to alfatari of it you know not necessarily like that car is not going to be winning the championship so it's in a place that's almost i want to say safe and him and yuki are like two peas in a pod bffs lovers whatever their whole thing is and that's really rare that you can see that kind of tight knit not that they weren't competitive to each other, but so supportive and loving of their other partner openly, consistently. And I think you can only really do that at a team like AlfaTari.
0: And I would argue that that relationship was that way because Pierre didn't feel threatened in any way of his position as number one driver on that team. Mm -hmm. Like, the more clear your roles are in a team and the more okay everyone is with those roles, the more likely teammates are going to get along. Like, I'm a firm believer that George understands... That right now, Lewis is the number one driver on that team. That doesn't mean he's not going to fight on track, but it means he's not going to make a big stink into the press because he understands what's going on. (laughs) So, And I always felt the same way about Pierre and Yuki. Like, Yuki understood, oh, I'm going to try to beat Pierre on track, but Pierre's the number one driver in this situation, and I'm not going to create a big stink about that. So Aston Martin's the only team on the grid right now, That I think is actually bullish to the press and everyone is really high on this Aston Martin car and as a Lance Stroll fan, I would like them to be really high on the car, but because they are the only team that is excited and like saying they're going to be back fighting towards the front and in the more real midfield because their car was real peaky last year. I'm nervous. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much I believe their bullish behavior. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, two Drivers, Alonzo and Felipe. It's really crazy. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We love Lance. We we love Lance. We wish him a speedy recovery. I do, I, in this team battle, I'm rooting for Lance. I, that is my choice of this. And that has nothing to do necessarily with, you know, my feelings of Lance. Alonzo. No, that's not true. It's both not a big Alonzo fan and I can tolerate Lance's existence, but it, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, it started, they seem to be on a good start at the launch. Um, it's been a rough couple of days. I hope they'll love to be more consistent towards the end of the season. Last year, they seem to start to like develop a groove and a rhythm and like kind of really figure out what they needed to be doing. And maybe if they figured that, figured that out earlier, things would be different for Seb, but we can't play that kind of speculation game right now. Um, but it would be (laughs) incredible if Lance just comes in and smokes Alonzo, uh, in every possible way. So I think to that's what we do. The want. angry
0: person in the comments right now. Just let us be delusional. What is a preseason preview for, but to be crazy delusional?
1: Yeah, who's all for delusion? We're not here to be making tons of common sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, Aston Martin's in a weird place because they're definitely a team whose goal right now, and we are entering the part of the grid where most of their personal goals are all about the next regulation set, like what they can do for 2026 when we get the new engine in and like right now, the big rumor is that Aston Martin might be the one to partner with Honda for 2026. So they'll become a full works team. I just right now, I think they would like to just not have a bunch of P10s. I think that's the real, that's my expectation. Like Lance, not just fighting for P10 and P9 every week sounds like fun yeah and but i will say that their car is the most intriguing car on the grid right now they've made the most visual changes and i don't know enough to know if it's gonna work but it is exciting i think it's the only car launch that i left you a voice note screaming about
1: the car very excited about the yeah you're like this is exciting we can talk about things there's things to discuss and to talk about and oh my goodness yeah and i was like great Thank goodness we also have a podcast now for this, so it's not just for me to hear these theories. But, you know, it's it's it's, they're coming in with a lot of new. They're coming in with a lot of fresh starts. It would be really cool if that car was competitive and did things. Right. Particularly Lance's car. It's going to be, I mean, we have, once again, Alonzo's fresh start of new team, new journey, new chapter. La, la, la. Will we see any difference? I hope not. But mean. I love the cycle
0: of Fernando Alonso in F1. It's like the most consistent thing. It feels stable and safe where it's like right now it's the early honeymoon phase and he's only saying positive things in the press and he loves the team, but of course he's making stabs at Alpine while doing it. And then like year one is like not as successful as you want it to be, but things are still positive. And then by the end of the stint, it's like flaming out like it did with Alpine and like everything's a disaster and like... <laughs> like don't forget that everything that happened with oscar happened because all of a sudden fernando alonso was like see ya (laughs) bye dip hello i'm gonna go take all the money over here
1: yeah i'm gonna go take this money i'm gonna go to this seat i'm gonna be over here with a haircut and a shaved face and um the new like god working doing so much pr with aston martin it's like really aston martin's taking advantage of this honeymoon phase and they're like every video we can get with alonzo and merch in the oh it's just yeah they're they're grabbing a hold of it now
0: yeah i my favorite thing is aston martin's total acceptance that lance just hates doing media he just doesn't like to talk like if you ever um gone and watched all the like post-session interviews, which is something I like to do with like all the drivers. And I love when I see Lance's and it's over a minute and I'm like, oh, he said words. And this is coming from someone who's like, I just genuinely enjoy that he doesn't like media. So Aston Martin just looks at their second driver and they go, you are going to do all the things now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like every post-race interview with Lance, he's just looks it's like he's so tired and like surprised that he needs to do an interview it's like he's like what do you mean i just raced for two hours now i need to like talk about what i just did i'm so sweaty and like need to pee like i don't know why i need to tell you how it sucked to not get in the points like
0: (laughs) well and i think as exhibited by their stop on our grid walk today like Aston Martin's in this weird no-man's land right now where there's just not much to say. Like, it's like, okay, we hope this year you're up competing with Alpine and McLaren instead of fighting with whatever, like, back-of-the-grid team, like, circuit-specific is a little better today. And so, like, what else, what is he going to say every week? It's like, not me defending Lance's inability to do media. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. You know what, Lance, I would like it if you did more media too, but I just need more memes, like when Sky Sports was there for the launch, and clearly Lance was told, go join the interview, and we had to watch the man walk across the field, unsure of himself if he's supposed to be there. Because that is the most relatable thing. Like, when you're told, hey, go be over there, and it's like, but do they want me over there? And I just, I felt seen. <laughs> All right, we have three teams left. They're,
1: I don't know, they're the, the... The shrug, like, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you're here right now. <laughs> this is yeah. what we hope from you. <laughs> so with Williams, where, you, where, where could you start? I mean, you know, they're going to have a driver this year that maybe won't drive backwards. Real fun. Um, mm-hmm. My big thing, I think when will they use the Gulf livery Is What I want to know um, <laughs> and I think as long as they, if they have one race when they have more than two points success, Williams, you're great. You did it. You did it. Pop that bottle of champagne. You got three points this week. It's a success because, uh, It wasn't the way it was last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Williams is the hardest team on the grid to talk about because I genuinely think their goal for themselves is just put some leadership in place and develop some processes, which is the least sexy thing to talk about going into an F1 season. It's like, who are you going to hire for your leadership team? And we're not going to know if that works for five years. Like it's a lot of big picture planning. So. I agree. I think it's just, if the car has some downforce this year, that sounds like a win. There's a reason the Williams was fast at Monza, which was all straights. It's because the car had little to no grip on the tarmac. Like, they just could not. <laughs> um, but hey, we're both rooting for Alex. Yeah. Like, we're not Logan fans. So I would like to see Alex fully cement himself as a Have driver that... Yeah, and even if he continues at Williams, like I like this resurgence we're on where we all think of Alex as the star driver I think he is and the star media man he is. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. So and I he's
1: such he's such a better fit outside of Red Bull for me. I yes. think he's like doesn't necessarily have the full Red Bull vibe persona and I don't mean that as a good or bad thing. I just mean it as a general branding piece. There's just something about alex and being at williams and so much of it works and he seems very happy to be there and with the team i think you know just giving the boy the opportunity of a car that can do something i just
0: less sad weekends for williams more alex albon in my life i think that's the general vibe yeah also in this realm of not much going on i think we have haas I think their goal is to develop a car better throughout the season. My goal for them is be more entertaining and maybe keep your title sponsor.
1: Yeah, let's not have like a you know racing energy debacle again. <laughs> I'm very intrigued to see you know what how Moneygram will approach a uh not so stellar performance. So to me, if uh, they you know maybe score points in half the races this year, that'd be cool. If they get a Chipotle menu item, that I think would be a win. (laughs) If MoneyGram is not, you know, screaming at Gunther over the phone, I feel like you're in a good place. You can't expect too much when you have a tractor.
0: They just selected the most boring driver lineup you could possibly select. And contrary to what Drive to Survive makes it seem, Haas is probably the most boring team on the grid. So I'm just, like, ma- like, I don't know, like, go over there or be a little less boring. Like, Mercedes has made more Mick content in one offseason than Haas did for all the time that he drove their car. Mick is so personable, <laughs>
1: and like, whether or not you think he's a good driver,
0: like, Haas doesn't need to be this boring. <laughs>
1: Right. And speaking of Mick, if maybe Gunther can like take four seconds before saying a quote to the press, because I just feel like every time we get statements about the status of Haas or their drivers or their opinions on anything, Gunther, it seems like he's like running to the bathroom and is like screaming at the press, like, Mick's been a disappointment and it's not like our issue. Like, it just seems like no one is thinking. When he responds and he just says words, like the press is like running after him in the paddock as he's like trying to get to the little man's room and he's just trying to like get there and tell them things so they leave him alone because they don't seem like well-formed PR statements and it's just like, what are you doing? Stick your foot in your mouth and chill because it's just sometimes you didn't need to shed that much kind of light in that situation. But yet
0: it's the only entertainment taining thing that's happening with that team right now so if gunther stopped talking we would think there would be no reason to ever talk about or think about that team when i write my yellow sector notes every week i sit there and like have to sift through so much little detailed information to find something interesting to say about what's going on with haas i don't look yeah. if you, haas fans out there i need someone to pitch me What's exciting in Haas right now? Like, come talk to me. Please tell me. Because I'm I'm big on there's going to be something exciting and entertaining about every team on the grid. Right now, I'm just JJ old. Watt,
1: we're looking at you to convince us why to be a Haas fan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, that was definitely more like, here's my advice to Haas. What i loved you know it is very entertaining to see every time gunther says anything i mean he's given me my favorite quotes of all time he's a bunch of legends wankers rock stars pick your words it's all great it's all fantastic so advice to haas control that advice is an entertaining fan piece to watch let him run let him frolic and say anything
0: (laughs) all right we're ending our grid walk today with alfa romeo i think they're last on our list just because they're just in a stall and survive until Audi comes situation I think their goal is to be able to develop their car throughout the season they they were pretty much the only car that came in under weight last year which is why they performed so well at the beginning of the season because less weight equals more lap time and then when all the other teams came down to the weight limit their performance kind of evaporated because they weren't able to develop their car Mm -hmm. so maybe I'm sure that is their goal but my goal is survive until Audi comes and can you please create more content around Joe because he is one of the best drivers for entertainment purposes on the grid he has great fashion sense he's actually really funny him and Valtteri are a great duo have some personality out for give us some some good content to go off of this year
1: use it it you have two unbelievably charismatic drivers there's i mean joe just deserves such a stronger better spotlight like come on pull a vanity fair and do like a get ready for the race day with me and joe is putting together his latest dior outfit or it's the latest lululemon china apparel of anything it is would be so exciting so fun to watch so different than anything they've ever done or just like. Any like anything of them together. It's maybe you can get not a sketchy sponsor if you <laughs> like utilizing the charisma of your drivers because right now it's just boring and you're not. So missed opportunity. You're missing out on a on a cash grab here, Alfa Romeo.
0: Well, that is our preseason preview. We've gone through every single team on the grid. Um, I think. Hopefully you got a vibe for what we're rooting for this season, the goals we're personally watching the teams out for, but also who we're rooting for, because we're not journalists. Like, we do have a bias in all of this. The W14 better be fast, and Lewis better win a race! That's really, really what the camp over here is rooting for, is primarily Lewis winning a race. That is, just please, for my sanity. Uh we will be back next week with our more regularly scheduled gridwalk episodes, but also on Friday, again, with our special Drive to Survive episode. Okay. <clears throat> to end this off, I thought it'd be fun to let everyone know, like, what our bias is in all of this, and we're get, I'm going to say a team name, and then we're both going to say the driver we're rooting to win the teammate battle, and then the driver we actually think is going to win the teammate battle. So we're gonna go in reverse order. We did this grid walk. So starting with Alfa Romeo, Nicole, who are you rooting for? Who do you think is actually gonna win?
1: I'm rooting for Bowseri. I think Joe's gonna win.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for Joe, and I think Joe's gonna win. Uh, Haas, who are you
1: rooting for? Got K Mag across the board.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I think K Mag. <laughs> yeah, uh, Williams.
1: Uh, I am. Rooting for Alex and I mm-hmm. think Alex will outperform Logan.
0: Agree. Aston Martin.
1: I am rooting for Lance. Ooh. Yep. Manifest. <laughs> and I think Lance is gonna outperform Alonzo. <laughs> uh,
0: I am rooting for Lance, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be so close that it depends on how you slice it. I think Alonzo's gonna have more flashier performances. But uh Alpine.
1: Estee bestie. Estee bestie across the board. He's already winning in the PR battle. So uh I think he'll outperform and he's my bestie. So agree, agree. McLaren. Uh for I mean, does do I have to even say if, if no one's been listening, I'm definitely rooting for Oscar. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and I am manifesting Oscar outperforming Lando.
0: I think Lando's going to outperform, but I do think they're going to get closer by the end of the season. I think Piastri will improve. Uh
1: Alpha Tari. Hmm. unsure of who will outperform here. I guess I'll just say with experience, maybe Yuki. I'll put Yuki, but I'm rooting for Nick. I'm rooting for Nick
0: and I'll go the opposite. I think Nick outperforms this season. Red Bull!
1: I'm rooting for Max. And Max will outperform Checo. No doubt in my mind.
0: Where's... Wait, 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 wait. Before we move on. Boo! <laughs> you know
1: what? At least I'm not lying.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. I, I want you to be honest. But it still gets the boo. Uh, I'm rooting for Checo. I think
1: Max will dominate uh ferrari i'm rooting for charles i think carlos will outperform charles whoa okay
0: um i thought i was gonna have the hot take i'm rooting for carlos and i think carlos will outperform charles but i do think it's gonna be the closest battle on the grid and it's just like i think the reality is like one might win more races the other one might get more points or one might have better race pace but just be more unlucky like i think outperforming, similar to the Aston Martin situation. I think whoever outperforms is going to just be a matter of perspective.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right, last but not least. Biggest.
1: Mercedes. Of the season. (laughs) Lewis Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) Sir Lewis Hamilton. Sir Lewis Hamilton is going to fly in the black W14. Who is George? I don't know him. It's all about Lewis. (laughs)
0: I do think it's funny because if someone listened to this and like, didn't know us in real life, they would think we hate George Russell. And I actually, like, I love the little, like, number one driver in training, but, like, the GOAT. So...
1: <laughs> all right, <Love> you,
0: <laughs> That is a wrap on our, like, full 2023 season preview, Nicole. That's crazy. We're, oh my gosh, right. cars on track! <laughs> oh my god, literally, like, so, being an F1 fan in the Pacific time zone is weird. Technically, tonight at eleven thirty 30 p.m., my time, cars are on track. That's wild. Oh my yeah. gosh. By the, time, by the time anyone can listen to this episode, day one of preseason testing will be done.
1: Cars will be driving when this is posted. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, we need to give a big thank you to, as always, VoiceOver Man. Epidemic Sound for providing our fantastic little sounders and background music. (laughs) And our four-legged executive producers, make sure that you turn on auto-downloads, rate, and review the pod. Hey, everyone on Apple Podcasts, we are getting so close to Bahrain and that is when we are hoping to have five reviews. Bye, lights, out, Pretty Pretty Please, really helps us out, like, rate, review the pod. Let us know where we can approve and let us know what you're loving. Follow us on every social media platform, wherever you prefer to be hanging out during the week at gridwalk show for our daily gridwalks. We will be, we will be back every Thursday. (laughs) It's a mouthful. We will be back every single Thursday and this week we will have an extra bonus episode. Don't forget this weekend. So we'll see you this weekend and next week. (sighs) Today definitely felt more like a grid sprint.